This episode of The Chaser Report is brought to you by that show on Netflix that uh, that everyone's, simply everyone's talking about and everyone's definitely watching right now. Uh, what's it? It's a squid game. Squid game starring all all your favourite squids. Uh, it's got uh, it's got Squidward and the Davy Jones and the, the, the Kraken, right? It, I reckon it sounds like a great show. I reckon it sounds... It, it's good. It's a good show. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report for Friday the 1st of October 2021. Charles Firth and Gabby Bolt, we made it through to October. Yay, we did it. Big show today, guys. Pauline Hansen. Whoa. Is no. not what have, what have you done? on our show today. Oh, oh, God. I was going to say. Yep. Neither is Robert Mugabe. Um, we're not having him. I, we couldn't get Hitler. We we didn't even know who to email to say Hitler wasn't welcome on the podcast. Yeah. But Stalin <laughs> loved the idea. Stalin Stalin likes podcasting. Terrible news in in Melbourne. I don't know even what to say about. We jo- had had a joke earlier in the week about how Melbourne had taken the mantle for COVID cases. At 1,438 cases yesterday, that joke is no longer funny. They smashed it. I'm really sorry, Melbourne. They fucking smashed it, Holy shit, Melbourne. That's all I've got to say. I'm so sorry. Please get vaxxed and just join us in this the the sort of bizarre next phase of all of this. But there is some good news out there, isn't there? We found one good story in the whole of the news, just the one. We finally did it. Which is that Britney Spears' conservatorship has been suspended. So Jamie Spears, the dad, has been suspended from being the conservator, not cancelled, right? Why? Well, this is the thing. If it had been just completely cancelled, he could have kept all the files Ah. from the conservatorship. Instead, it's been suspended which means that Britney Spears' lawyers get to get all his files and they can investigate him for what the hell he's been doing for the last 13 years. Charles, yeah. I can't remember you being as excited and upbeat about a news story in months mm. as you have been about this. You were on Team Britney. I am totally on Team Britney. I have been on Team Britney ever since that guy went, leave Britney alone. Do you remember that? I spent a whole afternoon filming a parody of that video. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of people did at yeah. the time. It seemed ridiculous at the time. Yeah, it, it did. It seemed like he was the person who was wrong. But no, it was the rest of the world. I love these stories where, you know, the crazy scientists who think, you know, gravity exists or something and then suddenly they're proved <laughs> yeah. years later that gravity Galileo. exists. He was the Galileo of yeah. viral videos, wasn't yes, he? Yes, exactly. Um, but some of the details have been so hideous. The, 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 the yeah. security force keeping her at home, all the videos, the trick they did to monitor her, her text messages and all that. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's just they hired a security guard to go around and monitor and spy on her. Like a private investigator. Using her own money, which leads to my theory. What's your oh. theory? Which is, I reckon, because they say her fortune's worth $60 million. Mm. I reckon it's not anymore. I reckon Ooh. Jamie Spears has spent all the money, and one of the reasons why he's not really fighting this is because actually... There's no money left to fight it with. He's got nothing to fight <laughs> with. He's got to go and find another mark. It's all wow. gone. It's over. I reckon it's all a charade. He's just oh blown God. the whole stuff and stolen everything from her. Hey, Gabby, how old were you when she first got put under conservatorship? Uh, well, you know, I... I wasn't a girl... Was it yet a woman? Um, no, I 
was like that's probably, uncanny because it's been most of your life. When did she put? Well, put that was two thousand and seven, wasn't it? I was so eleven in two thousand and seven. So most of child, your life, like my mm. my adolescence, yeah. That's a You've long never time. Known. You, you You've never known. No, I, I've, known I've known an unconserved Britney. That was the best Britney. <laughs> All that shit. I love that shit. That is uncanny. Uh, if Britney doesn't want to be Britney anymore, Gabby Bolt it. would be amazing. Yeah, I'll do it. That was very good. Uh. <laughs> On today's show, I don't think there's room for anything else. I think this conversation <laughs> is the show for today. And, in fact, Gabby Belt's just going to do Britney sounds with the rest of the and show. And Shakira's here. Lola. Just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all, all of my impressions are just subpar noises that these people make. No, we do have Sammy Shah. We have Sammy Shah on the show talking about two things, talking about Adelaide by request of one of the uh, podcast reviewers and also exploring the wonderful world of the Quad, the new diplomatic club that Australia is a member of for some reason. But first of all, let's go to Rebecca Dana Minow in the Chaser newsroom. Right after this, and uh, can, how would Britney throw to Beck? Oh, no. um, Rebecca. That's it. That's all I've got for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Prime Minister Scott Morrison has revealed that Freedom Day will arrive for refugees detained on Manus Island once the island reaches the vaccination target of 150%. The 150% vaccination rate has been labelled unrealistic by critics who have cited the laws of mathematics. But the Prime Minister has reassured everyone that Josh Frydenberg has crunched the numbers. On the brink of historic debt, the United States government has announced they will be holding a closing down sale. The government plans to sell everything from the American Constitution to the Bald Eagle, with each of the Rushmore heads being put up for auction on eBay. The government plans to declare bankruptcy before entering into debt, so it can then have a grand reopening under a slightly different name a month later. As Melbourne hit a record number of new COVID cases, the Herald Sun pivoted to calling the Premier do-nothing Dan and demanded that he'd locked the state down harder to begin with. Peter Credlingate crashed his press conference to demand the Premier go back in time and impose a lockdown from the start of 2019, just to be careful. That's the latest from the Chasers Infinite Monkeys on Typewriters. I'm Rebecca Dayunamuno. Tomorrow on The Chaser Report, we've got another special extended edition looking at one of the most controversial films of 2021, Nitram. Nitram is the name of the perpetrator of the Port Arthur Massacre backwards. They don't mention his name and nor do we. But the movie is a deeply affecting look at what went wrong in that situation. And looking back at this tragic story is such an important part of making sure that it never happens again. We talked to the filmmakers Sean Grant and Justin Kurzel about how they approached such a difficult subject and the message that they wanted to send. You may have heard that Caleb Landry-Jones, who plays the main role, won the Best Actor Award at Cannes, but it's got an incredible ensemble cast as well. Judy Davis, Essie Davis, and Anthea LaPaglia. Here's a quick clip of that conversation. 
there was something about the, the screenplay that um, was so affecting and it was so powerful. It was probably the best screenplay I'd read from Sean. And it was really sort of this moment for me in the, in the, in the screenplay where the character walks into a gun shop and, you know, without a licence is able to buy two semi-automatic weapons um, like he's buying fishing rods. Yeah. Um, and I guess at that moment that he does it, Sean had constructed this uh, film in a way that it felt the character was at their most dangerous, I guess. And there was just something so compelling about just the absurdity and the sort of tragedy that, that, that someone in this particular place and this dangerous was, was um, yeah, was, was able to kind of be in this scene. Um, and, and it was the most powerful scene when it was written. It was the most powerful scene when we shot it and it was the most powerful scene when we sort of edited it. It, it really was this kind of the heart of what I thought the film was about. So in your podcast feed tomorrow, Xander and I sit down with Justin Kurzel and Sean Grant for a long chat about their movie, Nitram. Check out the film. It's an incredible piece of work. And I hope you enjoy our chat with the people who made it. And now back to the episode. This episode is brought to you by Squid Game. Uh, pretty sure it's a, I think it's like a, rea- a reality TV show. Is you, you got you got ten hopeful squid ladies, and they compete to attract one squid bachelor as they all live together in an underwater uh, squid house. Uh. Sammy Shah is back with us, and Sammy, we've got an audience request for you. Oh, what is it? Well, it's someone who wants to play to your strengths. Um, this is C. Jarvis, who describes themselves as your listener in Adelaide. This is mm-hmm. one of the uh, reviews that get left on Apple Podcasts, which you always encourage. Five stars, by the way. And part of the review says, oh? any chance Sammy could do some gear on Adelaide? We're just a small town to the west of where all the COVID is. <laughs> Look, I, I find Adelaide fascinating. I've been there a few times. I, I think Charles, I think the last time we met in person was in Adelaide. And, yeah. and Adelaide as a city, I think, doesn't get enough respect. It's got a wonderful market. And that's all it has. Really, It's just really the fact that Adelaide is the kind of place where when you say it's got a market, you know which market it's referring to. And that tells you it's not a city. <laughs> it is a market with a couple of houses around it. The, um, the crazy thing about Adelaide, I find, is that I think right now there's a news story about this guy on a cycle who went around Adelaide and traced out the entire route of um, that outlines the baby from the Nirvana Never uh, Nevermind album. Oh yes, cover. that's on Strava. I saw that. That was so nerdy. That's the shit you do in a city where there's nothing else to do. Basically, mm. they're not mm. even in lockdown, and he's doing that. Imagine <laughs> what life would be like in lockdown. I'm, am I right in thinking that Adelaide is basically a street? Like my recollection is that the really fancy wine bars and the really gross late night, like most disgusting McDonald's I've ever seen is all yes. in Hindley Street. And then that's that's basically Adelaide. Is that right? Yes. There is no more of Adelaide than that one street. Is that is that correct? I've never seen a bookstore in Adelaide, is all I'm saying. And that says something about the, the character of a city is when you when you walk around, there's, you see a lot of liquor stores, but no bookstores. Um, there's a priority that, that's being prioritized there. Well, how do you write it compared to Brisbane though, Sammy? Oh, see, that's, it's... Here's the thing, and I'm I'm torn here because I like Brisbane as a city. Really, I actually have no issues. I, I, every time I've been to Brisbane, mm. I've found the people are wonderful. The food is really good. The river looks like leather for some reason. It looks like you know, someone took a shit in it, and it's just terrible. For I don't know why it's brown, but still, we didn't let that pass. The problem I have is that Brisbane is in Queensland, 
and therefore is blighted by its association with the rest of that cursed state. Whereas Adelaide, no one gives a shit. If the, if the Chinese invaded Adelaide tomorrow, would we even care? And I think that's the question we have to ask ourselves when eventually we will have to sacrifice something to China. I mean, I think if anyone invaded Adelaide tomorrow, they'd then ask directions the next day to get to somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I think they'd just go, what do you mean your time zone is half an hour? That doesn't make any sense. You guys are idiots and just head on to Melbourne. You, you guys have all performed in Adelaide. There's mm. a famous thing about performing in Adelaide, which is you should never perform in Adelaide. And I think that that holds true in the arts across the mm. board. I mean, I do love it because... Um, I stayed about a month there at the beginning of the year and I sort of had two days off and I did, did Adelaide. Mm-hmm. And then I asked people, oh, well, what else can I do? Like I'd gone to see all the sites. <laughs> Both the sites, yes. And then it was all, yeah, they went to the site. Yeah. And then and then it was just literally, um, oh, well, the Adelaide Hills are nice. The Barossa Valley is nice. Like the things to do in Adelaide are... To leave Adelaide. Yes. Like, like even the locals there. <laughs> I remember going up um, up near the hills to Harndorf, mm. the sort of German mm. town, to have strudel. And I would normally not drive one kilometre to have strudel. But in Adelaide, it's a genuine value proposition <laughs> um, to, to, to do that. Yeah, yeah. You, you get strudel and you get to leave Adelaide That's right. for a while. That's so. right. And you get to look yeah, down yeah. on Adelaide from the, from the mountain, which is what exactly the right relationship to be in with Adelaide. What, what, there's a German town outside Adelaide? Is that one of those things that was set up by the rat lines at the end of the Second World War? Why are there so many Germans in Adelaide? I don't no, know. They, they settled Adelaide. They were the free settlers. Mm. They were German mm. free settlers. Because mm. Adelaide never had any convicts. That's true. Um, and then when it, the next generation of young Germans then grew up and wanted to start bands, so they moved to Melbourne. Yeah, this is all sounding very suspect now. I'm assuming there's a lot of Nazi gold under the streets of Adelaide that no one knows about. Well, oh, I think they're, they're <laughs> hidden under all the dead bodies. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's sufficiently shit on Adelaide, I hope. No, because it is true. Like, literally, the last time I went to Adelaide, I was being driven around by a friend. And, he was, and it was literally like a – and it wasn't supposed to be a tour of the serial killers of Adelaide, but it was literally like, <laughs> oh, that guy, yeah, he murdered eight people. Oh, that person, he was a judge, yeah, he killed his family. Oh, yeah. And and then the family – have you heard of the family? Do you oh, know that about the cult. family? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the cult, right, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's just like a known thing. Like I had no idea <laughs> that there was this – Cabal of judges and politicians who basically ruled Adelaide with an iron fist and had child sex trafficking. And that was, and it wasn't even the Catholic Church, it was like the whole political establishment. That's the crazy thing is when, when um, you know, QAnon people have all these conspiracy theories about child sex trafficking rings being run by Danny mm. Landrews in the sewers of Melbourne. It's like, no, there were actual child sex trafficking rings. Yeah. The problem was they were in Adelaide, so no one cares because that's not a power center of the world. So no one gives a shit if there's a child sex trafficker in Adelaide. Well, I assume the reason why we've... Um We've always wanted to build like these new nuclear submarines in Adelaide is because it's expendable if there's a mushroom cloud. Like, yeah, yeah absolutely. No one's no one's caring. It might improve the character of the place to have a little bit of radiation there. This was by request <laughs> from a listener. <laughs> Ask and we shall deliver. If, if anything here at the Chaser, we are considerate of our fans. I mean, it seems a little bit masochistic, but then I mean, they are from Adelaide. Who knows what they're into? Right, exactly. Who knows what kind of kinky shit they're into? We're not here to kink shame. We are. We support no. everyone's life choices. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. 
It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. The Chaser Report. More news, less often. So the, the, the thing you were mentioning, Dom, about the nuclear submarines and stuff, is that's like an old story now. And like, you know, the French are throwing a hissy fit, but no one cares. They're the French. They throw hissy fits about mm. everything. The more exciting thing for me right now is that, have you heard of the Quad? Yes. Uh, yes. This is all the the freedom-loving countries in the Indo-Pacific or something, isn't it? So what, yeah, we're supposed it? to say Indo-Pacific now, not Asia-Pacific because of the quad. Mm. That's what I'm... Right, that's the only reason. Otherwise, But yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's a name. It sounds like the name for like a really, you know, a spin-off X-Men team. But yeah. it's actually, it's uh, Narendra Modi, um, oh. Yoshihide Sugar, um, mm. Joe Biden and Scott Morrison. And they have banded together to fight China unofficially. They're not actually saying they're going to fight China because no one wants to piss off China. So we're now part of two clubs to, to fight China. China's so <laughs> going to go for us. We're in huge trouble. <laughs> I don't know why we're poking China in the eye so, so nonsense. But also, we're so the odd one out. Like all of those other countries have more than 100 million people living yes. in them. Um, yes. If I remember Japan's population correctly. And you've got India, like north of a billion, China, the US 350 million or something. And then what, what can Australia bring? Do we like make the drinks or something? What's our job well, in this scenario? I think what it comes down to is like looking at the different leaders, right? They're all very unique individuals. So Biden, we all know, is Joe Biden. He is, you know, probably one of the most useless Democratic leaders that's ever existed. He's basically the stopgap between the next Trump administration and the end of the American empire, right? So he's basically like Augustus Romulus was the last American uh, Roman emperor. Joe Biden will be the last American president. Um, We've also got Narendra Modi, who I don't know if you know anything about Modi, but he's a virgin, Still, this is a thing that he proudly proclaims that he's never had sex and will never had have sex. How is how is he not in a sequel to the forty year old virgin? He's he's married. He's just never culminated that marriage in a sexual climax. And so, what does his wife think? Uh, no one's asked her. She uh, maybe relieved. I don't know. Have you seen Modi? It's not like he's a sexy sexy beast. <laughs> like it's just. Maybe but why would you why would you marry someone and then agree not to have sex with them? That's I I don't think she had much of a choice in the matter. The arranged oh, marriage yes, system arranged puts marriage. emphasis on arranged than married. Um, yeah. And then there's Yoshihide Sugar, who's fascinating, right? He's on his way out. He's a Japanese prime minister. They're already looking at his replacement right yeah, they now. They never last long. It's quick turnover. Yeah, but this is a guy who does 100 sit-ups and 40 uh, uh, minutes of walking every morning. 100 sit-ups again every night. He's also a third Dan black belt in karate and um, eats soba noodles every day for lunch. Um, just peculiar, peculiar people. And then you put into that mix Scott Morrison, a man named Scott. Like, what <laughs> the fuck is he bringing to the table, you might ask? I don't know. I'm so confused by this question of why they want to be in a club with us. It, it looks right. like this just seems like it's a precursor to like sticking a kick me sign on his back or something. <laughs> well, I think the main reason is he, he brings nice presents. I will give our prime minister this. They, they, they all exchange presents. I don't know what he got from the others, but these are what the presidents of the prime ministers of Australia gave. Um, he gave Joe Biden a Blackwood framed photograph of the opera house. He gave um, a, a didgeridoo um, made from scar 
call it gum. He gave Narendra Modi and Akubra, which I'm assuming he just took off Barnaby Joyce's head. Well, that, that that's appropriate for people who don't want to have sex. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, because we know Barnaby Joyce never gets laid. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, and and Sugar Yoshihide, he gave a Blackwood uh, watch and cufflink box. So if nothing else, he's the guy you invite to the party because he brings you nice gifts. Right. It's That's all amazing. I can think about why they'd have Australia, <laughs> because it makes no other fucking reason at all. It, is it that they need our land or something? Is it, that, is it just literally like, oh, and we need that real estate over there, so we'll get Australia to come in because they've got nice landing pad for all our machines. Oh, maybe that's what Adelaide's for. Maybe oh, Adelaide yeah. is going to be it's nice just and a flat. place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we finally figured it out. Congratulations, Adelaide. <laughs> I was assuming it was some sort of first strike thing where, but you know how in every disaster movie there's always one character that gets knocked out early. Uh, <laughs> I'm yes. assuming what happens is the first thing, like the deal gets done and. Oh, they've oh they've destroyed Australia. Oh well, look. Yeah, so this is where the site for the proxy war. The, yeah, because there always needs to be a proxy war. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Where the proxy in which where this the, war will be fought. Yes. <laughs> oh, great. Oh well, at least you know there'll be lots of good movies and stuff. Because I mean, imagine all there'll be a whole lot of different movies. There'll be Hollywood movies, but there'll be also Bollywood movies. About, yeah, made yeah. about. Wow. Us and, yeah. Yeah. And Japanese cinema is great. Yeah, exactly. Imagine the, the the Bollywood Scott Morrison dance number before he gets destroyed by a missile. It'll be Australia Kidarotum, which is where the hell are you, but uh, in Hindi. Well, thank you because I've been very confused by what the quad was. I, I don't think I don't think he helped at all. I don't think Sammy helped. No, no. <laughs> all I've brought to the table is a list of the presents that were exchanged. Beyond that, I still have no... Right, look, here's the idea. Apparently, it's they're saying it's like NATO, but not NATO for China, um, which means in the end, China's going to win. Because if the one lesson we learned was America creating NATO against Russia was sure the Soviet Union fell, but now Russia owns American government. And so we can see the same thing with China as well. And I'm assuming that our role in the quad is much like my role in the Chaser TV shows. Don't really do very much, but happy to be along for the ride. (laughs) (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Squid Game. It's uh, it's, uh, a Netflix original Original documentary about the octopus that predicted the World Cup. Yep. Uh, that, it's cool. Uh, sounds sounds like a good show. Hey, Lachlan, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, Dom, I'm a big fan of Rugby Union. We've actually got the Australia versus Argentina match on Saturday. Oh, excellent. The Wallabies have actually been winning lately, haven't they? Yeah, well, the odds are with them for this match because what's happened is six of Argentina's players aren't going to be allowed to play the game. How come? Yeah, there's a little COVID restriction issue because six of them can't re-enter Queensland after going on a retreat to Byron for the week. Uh, And they're not going to be able to play the match. So it's going to be Argentina's Rugby Sevens versus our full squad. Oh, yeah, because there's a border bubble, isn't there? So if you're actually from the adjoining region, like from Byron, you're allowed to go over. But the rest of us, including presumably Argentinians, are not allowed to cross. That's insane, Lachlan. It looks exactly like we're using our public health rules to try and win the sport. Oh, dear. If only the government would make an ad, Lachlan, to to clear this up (laughs) for foreign teams like Argentina. Well, it's funny you say that because this one's just come out. Australia welcomes all foreigners coming to play sport on our shores this summer. You can enjoy a fun, fair and COVID-safe game just as long as you follow the simple public health orders. Competitors from overseas must isolate in a hotel for the first 45 minutes of every game. 
any foreigners playing ball sports must sanitise their hands before and after every pass. International athletes must stay at least 45 metres away from Australia's goal, try line, hoop, or, in the case of non-contact sports such as racing, you must stay at least 3 metres away from the finish line. For all aquatic sports, foreign swimmers must wear either a P2 or N95 certified cloth face mask while in the water. We're honoured that you've come to compete in Australia. While there's a chance you might not beat us, you can be proud that you're among the greatest athletes in the world. And that's a victory in itself. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Chaser Report. News you can't trust. Before we go, we've got the reviews for Apple Podcasts. We really like reading them out. Please leave them. It's the only place that we can read them. Uh, even if you don't listen to it on, just jump on there and review us. So the first one is by <laughs> D for Dingo. Five stars. It just says burnout. And what I don't know is if it's burnout in the sense of a car and a hoon or physical and emotional exhaustion because both <laughs> of them equally describe our podcast, I feel. As a Bathurstian at heart, I appreciate that review. Uh, what about Action Pete? He uh, Great name. Five, five star review. Happy 69th Firthy. Thank, thanks for the great daily hit of comedy gold. There you go. Good. See? I'm glad people think you're 69 now. <laughs> I, I do presume that you must have, while I was away, yep. said something because yeah. there was a special I happy birthday episode. Literally, I received hundreds of text messages. Did you really? People <laughs> know my phone number. They do. They um, know that it's 0419282188. Yeah. It's publicly yeah. known. Uniterra says, Monsieur Guillotine and his democratic something. I can't finish the rest of the title because it cuts off. Thank you, Chaser, for finally making me appreciate French culture. Let's prepare international relations by joining together in No Scomo Movember. Oh, um, great pun. This is a little bit critical. Uh, this podcast is five stars, strangely, from Chris4500. This podcast is both irritating and hilarious. The guests are far more interesting and funny than the hosts. I love Rebecca's news headlines and the interns, so I put up with Charles and Dom like the gritty, cheap biscuit filling inside a chocolate hobnob. I mean, you're only be there for the chocolate, but you hit the bicky anyway, because otherwise you've wasted your money. Well, uh, after hearing that, I'm going to have to feed my pain and sorrow with eating Chocolate hobnobs, I think. But it ends with advice. Um, Charles, no one wants to hear about your erectile dysfunction. Seriously, just keep your hand off it. It'll get better on its own, okay? I'm glad our HR comes in the form of our listeners. It does. It does. It's good. Keep standing up for what's right, everyone. Oh, happy 69th. Another one. See, I'm popular. Um, From Reckless Rack. says, love the pod. I think the survey was wrong to cap it at 20 minutes, and I'm missing hearing the collective trauma 
over a longer time period. I agree. I oh. think we should just ignore the 20 minute line. I think the podcast is definitely worse being only 20 minutes long. It's definitely true that some of those um, mid lockdown, like eight minute intros where we just descended into hell, uh, mm. we don't do that as much anymore. Some might say that as a good thing, but no, the feedback was this, the survey data said 20 minutes is good. But look, they can always stop listening, can't they? Please add your review at Apple Podcasts. They're really great to read. Um, and yeah, if they make, you make them funny or interesting, we'll read them out. Even if they're critical. Our gear is from Rode Microphones. We're part of the ACAST Creator Network. See you next week. Catch gotcha. yeah.